It's another episode of Be Listen, the podcast. I'm Michael Kang. And I'm Allison. Allison, have you seen Borat 2 yet? I did. I watched it on Sunday, which is like a very godly thing to do, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's that's what Jesus would want. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it Friday when it first came out? Oh my God, I don't even remember. Friday or Saturday? <laughs> I think, yeah, Friday sounds right. Let's go with Friday. The days my all brain blur is together. Fucking mush. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think Friday, yeah. Mm-hmm. And? Well, I liked it, but I think I knew I would like it. Like, it's funny, it's cringeworthy, it's scary. It's also really, did you find it was very, like, sweet? People said that, but since I have a dead heart, not really. I People guess, did yeah. say that, I think towards the end, the ending, right? I guess, it, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to get it going if your heart is like, you know, like looks like a raisin. Well, and I'm like, they're acting. Yeah, it's not a documentary. I have to remind myself of that. Like, I watch movies sometimes, and I really do start to fall for it. And I'm like, this isn't real. Anyways. Well, no, because you have a you have a heart that's not dead. <laughs> but I, I, I still, like, but with the first movie and all his other movies, I can't believe how much shit he gets away with. I'm always shocked, too. Well, you know what really shocks me is that people, like, I understand what the first Borat, unless you watched that which i mean i remember back in like well it was 2006 i think that was still pre-youtube and it was still kind of like you had to like find borat or like a friend had to tell you about borat or like everybody knew about like ali g kind of but still again it was like it was sort of hard to find but what i'm trying to get at here is in 2010 it's not 2010 oh my god it's 2020 (laughs) talking about mush brains oh my brain right now is like a uh, water-soaked raisin. So what I'm trying to say is 2020, it still shocks me that there are people who don't know who Borat is. Well, and in the movie, he also like wears disguises so he doesn't look like Borat, but he's still like 10 feet tall. Uh-huh. That voice, like, I mean, if paired with like him being 10 feet tall, that voice plus cameras, I'd be like, no, I'm out of here because plus- I know I'm about to get uh, made a fool out of. Plus he's like handsome as all get out. So you know right away when, like, I don't know about you, Michael, but I always get suspicious when somebody very handsome talks to me. It makes me think that I might be on some kind of... Handsome with all those wigs? And, it's... like, the... <laughs> handsome is handsome, Michael. You can tell handsome through wigs. <laughs> you can, don't you? Handsome is a vibe. Handsome is a state of mind. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's a sexuality, handsome is. Okay, we won't give much away, Mm -hmm. but Borat shows us America once again. And the basic plot is, oh, and it's not called Borat 2, it's called Borat Subsequent Movie Film. Um, Mm -hmm. So the plot is that Borat is shamed. Uh, He has shamed his home country with the first movie. So to make amends, he tries to give his 15-year-old daughter as a gift to a member of Trump's inner circle. Mm-hmm. And his 15-year-old daughter is played by Bulgarian actress Maria Bakalova, who is actually 24 years old. And that's important for this story we're going to talk about. So the moment that like everyone talked about was the Rudy Giuliani moment. Mm-hmm. And Rudy, if you don't know, he's Trump's lawyer and was the mayor of New York City. So... We already knew that um, Giuliani was going to be in the Borat movie because over the summer he told the New York Post that he was doing an interview with a female reporter in a hotel room and a man, and this, these are his words, in a transgender suit. It was a pink bikini. 
by the way. <laughs> I know. Tra- transgender suit. I'm like, Rudy, what kind of websites are you on? Yeah, I don't know. But um, he said that a man in a transgender suit busted and screaming and yelling. And Rudy left the hotel room and called the NYPD. And Rudy later found out it was Borat doing pranks for his new movie. And Rudy bragged about not getting got by Borat. And Rudy said he loves the Borat movies. That was then. I'm sure he doesn't love them now. Yeah, and also it's very clear that he got got. He got got in some way, yeah. But warning, if you haven't seen this scene or heard about it, it involves Rudy, a.k.a. the real-life The Penguin, (laughs) grabbing at his crotch. So keep a barf bag ready. So... Sasha Baron Cohen's people somehow managed to get Maria to interview Rudy. So the setup is that Maria is a conservative reporter from Eastern Europe and is interviewing Rudy in a hotel suite. So Maria, who is 24, is playing a 15-year-old girl pretending to be an adult reporter. Mm-hmm. So Rudy doesn't think she's a 15-year-old because I saw a lot of headlines like Rudy you know, hits on underage girl. Yeah, I don't think he knows how old she is, but he de- he definitely doesn't know that she's 15, that the character is 15. Yeah. Yeah, I think he thinks she's like in her early 20s or in her mm-hmm. 20s. But I mean, it's gross, but it's not totally something out of To Catch a Predator. She, yeah, she's not wearing a t-shirt that says, give me a high five. TikTok, I, I love TikTok. 15. <laughs> yeah. So Maria, playing Borat's daughter, playing the reporter, is interviewing Rudy, and she's friendly, and she's a little flirty, like she touches his knee. Uh, Then they finish up the interview, and she asks him if he wants to have a drink in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. They go into the bedroom, he goes in, and it's hidden cameras from there. So she helps, like he sits on the bed, she helps him take off his mic, like the cord is down his shirt. So they're taking out the mic, and he's telling her that she needs to give him her phone number and her address, and he pats her like on the back of her waist which is like the the back yeah and Uh i mean i would have stopped the cameras right there and that's when i would have screamed for chris hansen to come out from under the bed but um then rudy lays down on the bed and puts his hands down his pants and it looks like he's like grabbing at his ghoul dick and that's when borat in the bikini crashes into the room tells rudy that she's 15 she's too old for him yeah and trump is going to be disappointed since he's leaving the hotel without golden shower mm-hmm. and then rudy asks why ask borat why is he wearing that outfit like rudy is obsessed with this bikini oh yeah R- rudy <laughs> rudy's like when does the bikini get to interview me forget about this girl I want to know when I get to have a sit-down interview with this bikini. Yeah, he got the moists for that bikini. But so when this scene came out, Rudy said that he, when it came out that this scene was in the movie, Mm -hmm. Rudy said that he was just tucking his shirt in and nothing inappropriate went on and that Sasha Baron Cohen edited the footage to make him look bad as an act of revenge for Rudy leaking what was in Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden is, of course, Joe Biden's son. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, the movie was already cut, though. Like, so it's not like, it's not like Sasha Baron Cohen went back and was like, okay, retroactively, let's put this scene in because, you know, we know some stuff about Hunter Biden that we didn't know before. I don't think Sasha Baron Cohen can even vote. Isn't he a UK citizen? That I don't know. Yeah, the point, the 
the point that I'm trying to make is it's not like Joe Biden was a producer on this movie. No, but I mean, his his theory is shitty. And also like the um, tucking the shirt in, lying down is weird to me because I mean, you you lay down on the bed when you need to like put on some pants that don't really fit, like you need to squeeze into them. Mm-hmm. But who tucks their shirt in while lying down? Well, because you have to get back up again. And then in order to get back up, here's some science, okay? Like, I'm not going to say I'm an expert in science, but I am. So when you're lying down on a bed, you're like flat, right? And then when you get up from a bed, your body does a 90 degree angle. And in doing that, you're going to pull your shirt up from the back anyway. So when you stand up, you have to then tuck it down in the back and you tuck it down in the front. So tucking your shirt in while you're laying down on the bed defeats the purpose yeah it makes no sense and also he tucks it kind of deep so it's like he's tucking that shirt around his nuts it's like he's snapping a uh, bodysuit or something you yeah. know this is the snap crotch maybe he was wearing one we don't know but um but like when i first watched it i thought like maybe he really thought he was gonna get it on mm-hmm. with this woman and so he was like fluffing himself like, Ew. You know, to get, Michael, I don't know why. Do, I know. I shouldn't have said men, that. I'm no, sorry. but do men do that, though? Like, do they, like, fluff? Oh. I mean, they might like if they have, if they're a certain age and they have problems getting hard. Which? So they might, like, fluff themselves to get a little hard because he knows, you know, something's about to go down, which, bleh. Uh, but I mean, so anyways, Sasha Baron Cohen was on The Late Show, and Stephen Colbert asked about that scene. And asked about what he thinks of Rudy's response, and he said, "Well, he said that he did nothing inappropriate, and you know, my feeling is, if he sees that as appropriate, then heaven knows what he's intended to do with other women in hotel rooms, uh, with a glass of whiskey in his hand. I mean, I don't want to ruin the movie for anyone, so I would just say, you know, see it and make your own mind up." And Sasha also explained that he was in the hotel room. Um, but was hidden in a cabinet that locked from the inside and that the producers were text. He couldn't, he didn't know what was going on, but the producers were text messaging him on his phone, what was going on with Rudy and Maria in the room, but that his phone started to die, which, Mm. uh, why didn't he charge his phone before the scene? I mean, come on, the phone, the phone has a setting. Yeah. Yeah. Put a cord in the cabinet. So that made him nervous since they were in a, room alone together rudy had a security guard but the security guard was waiting outside so sasha said he was worried for maria at one point i think the thing that's like okay i obviously have a huge problem with rudy giuliani digging so low in his pants right like that is that's so low it was gross oh god i mean every time we keep talking about it i still keep getting that mental image of like the screen grab that you know you like everyone saw 1400 times on like twitter and everything of him like anyways yeah um, it touched his taint yeah i mean sure it went deep we'll put the picture on instagram so you guys will all know what we're talking about but i was grossed out before that like, I was watching it with somebody who started to get super grossed out when, like, Rudy was like, oh, let me get your phone number and your email and all that stuff, right? Like, that's when they started getting, like, I don't like this. But for me, it was the way that Rudy Giuliani smiles is so gross. And, like... Yeah, it is like the penguin. It's nasty. He was doing that, like, old man creepy hit-on thing where he really believes it's working 
but the recipient is like, I'm not into this. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like he has so much full-blown confidence in what he's doing that that's the creepy thing to me. I mean, it's there was all a lot creepy. more creeper than that, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all creepy. But what I'm trying to say is like, just hit like just the way that he was like answering questions and stuff too. I was like, oh, he's just such a gross dude. Yeah, he was like humping her with his eyes. Yeah, humping her with his smile. Um, and Sasha Baron Cohen did say that he feels like Maria deserves an Oscar, and I agree. Sorry, uh-huh. Amy Adams, it's not your year again because Maria deserves it for fake flirting with Rudy Giuliani without barfing. So, I mean, Meryl Streep could never. She really couldn't. Meryl Streep probably passed on that role. She probably read the script and was like, oh, I can't I can't be in a room with Rudy Giuliani and not barf. That's impossible. Okay, so moving on from Rudy Giuliani being a gross guy to uh, Lily James and the gross guy, allegedly gross guys that she's been dealing with. And when I say gross, I mean, I don't mean it gross in the same way. This all feels very like... All these situations are consensual, but they're just like gross in the way that there were some wives that didn't exactly know what was going on. So last week we talked about Lily James and Dominic West and their whole thing. And a few things have happened since we talked about it. So I think that um, like just as a quick recap, Lily James and Dominic West um, were filming a movie together called The Pursuit of Love. And Dominic should have been pursuing love at home, but he was not. He was pursuing love in the form of Lily James. They got caught, um, like, it wasn't even got caught. They were just, like, out doing their thing, like, riding scooters and stuff. Um, Yeah, they were kissing. They were getting cozy. mm -hmm. They were doing all those things in front of the paparazzi. Exactly. And then it got back to his wife, um, Catherine Fitzgerald, who stuff obviously went bad because then Dominic West, Catherine Fitzgerald took pictures in front of their house with like a note that says our marriage is stronger than ever and all that stuff. So I believe the last thing that we touched on was that Catherine Fitzgerald suddenly, apropos of nothing, went on a work trip to Ireland, which she went to like like, her family's castle in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Which to me sounds like code for I'm meeting with my divorce lawyer and we're working some stuff out right now. Possibly. I guess I could be very wrong on that. So since then, um, Lily started doing TV interviews again. So after all the stuff with Dominic West came out, she canceled a couple uh, interviews like on the James uh, Graham Norton show. (laughs) It's not James Norton Um, because she has the movie Rebecca to promote, which we'll get to more of that in a bit. Um, So she was, on uh she appeared on Jimmy Fallon and they didn't talk about Dominic West which is i'm sure a relief to her um well i'm sure they were like she'll only be on this shit jimmy if you don't fucking talk about dominic west and that's exactly what they said <laughs> yeah yeah it's like don't even don't even bring up words that start with a d that's how serious we are about this so as that interview was kind of happening on the internet we learned that um she isn't she allegedly isn't like a homewrecker okay so hers kind of sources have said it's like sort of her side of the story is she thought that dominic and his wife had an agreement uh which is like their open marriage yeah exactly open marriage um and a source had told us weekly they had fun while they were filming and they were flirting and he wasn't trying to hide anything like so like cast and crew were kind of being like yeah, he's like putting off, you know, open marriage vibes and it seems like this is all okay. It's not like they were sneaking like into each other's trailers. They were like very open with it. So I could see how she would be like, 
yeah, you obviously, you and your wife have some kind of open marriage and that's fine because you're not hiding anything. Well, I do kind of believe that, but what would throw me Mm -hmm. off, like I'd be like, okay, your wife is okay, you know, with your dick wandering into the parts of others. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what would throw me off if he was like, all cuddly with me and kissing on me in public and the paparazzi is there, then I'd be like, uh, is your wife okay with this getting out? Yeah, because it's not like they were doing it in a place where there is no paparazzi. Like, they were doing it in Italy, which is where the, you know, the word paparazzi originated. That's like ground zero for paparazzi. Yeah, and from the pics, it kind of looks like they sometimes knew the paparazzi were there. Yeah, it wasn't like... To me, there's two types of paparazzi pictures. There's like the really grainy, weird ones where you're like, oh, this feels like it was taken illegally. Or there's ones that are so clear and like HD that I, I'm guessing that like the photographer was like four feet away from them. Like they, they, it's like they knew that they were there. Yeah. Yeah. That would kind of throw me off too. Cause I'd be like, is your wife okay with the fact that like we're going to be on the internet and stuff? Yeah, that's what threw me off, like the PDA. Yeah, but you know what? You don't ask questions when you're... Well, I'd be asking myself, I'm really going from Chris Evans to Dominic West? That's the question I'd be asking myself. I'm Lily James, and I'm going from <laughs> Chris Evans to Dominic West. Hey, hey, Dominic West is... He's got a, he's got a face. Some people appreciate his face. <laughs> yeah, he's, he seems like he's very charismatic. I'll say that much. So... Moving on kind of from that. So she's sort of tried to put it. You can tell she's like kind of trying to put that behind her. But while that passes, she's also now dealing with getting dragged into Army Hammer's divorce. So Army Hammer and Elizabeth Chambers announced in July that they were splitting up. And it was just kind of like after 10 years of marriage, we've decided blah, blah, blah. We're going to be better as co-parents and all that stuff. Right. It was very standard sort of divorce announcement. So sources that spoke to the sun and by sources, the sun says that it's like people that were um, crew members on the set of Rebecca, which filmed before um, the pursuit of love, which was the other movie. They said that um, there's a lot of flirting between army and Lily James. They were hanging out after filming. Um, They, there was like one source that said like army's family was in the UK while he was filming, but like, on the weekends and stuff, he would still mm. hang out with Lily James. He wouldn't go hang out with his family. And then another um, source said that they were behaving as if they were a couple. Um, according to The Sun, Elizabeth decided to, like, check out of their marriage because she thought that there was something going on between Army Hammer and Lily James, which, like, it hasn't been confirmed. We don't know it in the same way that, like, you know, there's pictures of, like, Dominic West and stuff. Like, there's no scooter pictures is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but the Daily Mail reports that it kind of went a little bit further than that. They say that Elizabeth, this is all alleged, alleged, alleged. Okay. All right. So Elizabeth Chambers allegedly found texts in Army's Hammer, Army Hammer's phone, allegedly from a contact listed only as Adeline, which according to the Daily Mail was the pseudonym that Lily used on the call sheets for Rebecca. Uh oh. And then also, allegedly, Elizabeth Chambers got a sext or a sex text, if you will, from Army that was clearly meant for someone else, perhaps Adeline. We don't know. They don't get into specifics of that. And then that's when she was like, okay, we need to go to couples therapy. And then very shortly after, they decided to get divorced. So 
again, we don't have a source that was like had a cup to their ear, like a glass cup listening in on like the couple's therapy session. Like I'm sure that will be next. Well, that whole thing, that whole army thing is suspicious to me. It's like Dominic West team like came up with that and leaked it to make Lily James look, you know, some like some kind of big slutty homewrecker tramp whore yeah. skank. Like she just does this. Like she just fucks married men. Because yeah. it's all like gossip and there's it's all just like yeah, like you said, alleged this, alleged that. There's no proof. And the timing is like why didn't this come out when when um, Army Hammer and Elizabeth Chambers announce their divorce. Yes, because whenever that happens, there's always like sources that are like, yeah, I want to make like a quick buck by selling my story to whoever, the Daily Mail and whatever. So why were they sitting on it for so long? Hmm. Yeah. And if you've seen even five seconds of Rebecca, you would see that Army Hammer and Lily James have like the chemistry of fucking tap water and toilet paper. They have no chemistry. So... They make those Fifty Shades um, of Grey people look like Bogey and Bacall, practically. So Elizabeth Chambers just has to watch Rebecca, and she'll know, like, uh, they didn't fuck. Oh my gosh, next thing we like, Dominic's side is going to, like, leak a thing being, like, um, being, like, the reason their chemistry was so bad is because they were saving it all for after the camera yelled cut. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But I feel, I mean, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not blaming Lily James here because I feel like in my heart, she just wanted to get laid, which I can respect. And if let's say this stuff about Army Hammer and Dominic West is true, let's say it's true. Okay. Army Hammer is to some people, I'm sure, a very handsome man. And <laughs> I can understand why she would want to have sex with him. I get it. This is why I don't think that the Army Hammer story is true because if that had happened to me, okay, let's say I was like maybe hooking up with someone and then I found out later that like they were married, married, like their wife didn't know, right? Has that ever happened? Uh, well, not married. Yeah, it's happened to me, married, but. it's Well, it sucks because you get like blindsided. You don't know. Well, we always say that like, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know, but it's true though. It's true. <laughs> like Michael, what happened to me one time was I was like, what are we going to do for Valentine's Day? And he was like, I'm going to be spending it with my girlfriend. And I was like, excuse me, who? Oh, well, at least he was that honest. <laughs> I, I That's actually a lot nicer than being like, we have a date for Valentine's Day. And then like <laughs> trying to do like two at once, like Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm very thankful I didn't have a Mrs. Doubtfire situation. But yeah. what I'm trying to say here is I feel like if I was Lily James, the second I got with like Dominic West, I'd be like, okay, it seems like you and your wife maybe have some kind of arrangement, like an open marriage. What I would like from you is a picture of your wife holding today's newspaper in one hand and a note. We know she likes to write notes in the other hand that says, please go ahead and have sex with my husband. We have an arrangement and the arrangement is this. And then the arrangement is very specific. Maybe the next picture is her holding some kind of contract. I don't know. No, that's too much work. That's cuts, cuts into fucking time. I'd just be like FaceTime her ass and I'll ask her. <laughs> Michael, you take the romance out of it when you ask know, for the FaceTime. I took all the, the drama out of it. So finally, I saw this at the site um, Pajaba, and it's originally from Reddit. So in an Ask Reddit, a Redditor named Tame Reckless asked, at what moment did you realize, fuck, I'm old? So it has over 21,000 comments. So people had shit to share. 
And here's some responses that I uh, read. So number one, when I fell down at work and no one laughed, instead three people came running over to make sure I was okay. That's a good one, actually. That is a good one, yeah. The next one, they played Green Day and The Offspring on the classic rock radio station. Yeah, that's that's a real one. When I'm signing up for an account on a website, I have to scroll back pretty far to find my birth year now. Mm-hmm. That's true. Or the one where it's like you're suddenly in the next age group. So it's like 18 <gasps> you- to 32 and then it's like 33. Yeah, that one is dark. That's a, I don't like that one. Yeah. Uh, when I spotted a gray pubic hair, oddly, this bothered me more than the gray hairs on my scalp. Coming around the corner of a department store and seeing my dad come around the corner at the same time, it was a mirror. Um, last week, I sneezed and it threw my back out. Uh, the first time I sat on my balls. <laughs> I haven't had that yet. Oh, dear. Thankfully. Um, the worker at Dunkin' Donuts gave me a senior discount. I didn't ask for one. And when I mentioned Mr. T to my wife's friend and she had no clue who I was talking about. Mm. And they go on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it all sounds very depressing. Sounds like the most depressing thread on the internet. <laughs> but do you f- feel old? I'm young at heart, Michael. I don't feel old because I'm not old, Michael, okay? My driver's license says 2002. Um, Would that make uh, me young? <laughs> oh, I hope you don't actually use that because then you'll end up in jail for fraud. <laughs> blatant fraud felony fraud (laughs) yeah okay do you you feel old i mean i feel old because my body is busted yeah but i also like don't feel that old because like there's friends that you know i grew up with and i look at them and i think oh my god they're so old because Mm -hmm. they like they're more conservative you know they they're some of them are like pearl clutchers like Mm -hmm. and i still nasty and gross so i that I don't feel, but you know, I do do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people do it. Like when I find out that a celebrity is around my age and I think they look haggard, I'll tell people like, oh my God, can you believe so-and-so is 40 years old? <laughs> Bitch could be my, passed for my father. <laughs> and like he to can't, he totally can't. <laughs> but I <laughs> That also makes me feel old because I'm like, I'm trying to like feel younger. I'm trying to feel better about myself by putting, you know, saying the stranger looks old. Right. Look, hey, look, sometimes you got to put people down to to lift yourself up. (laughs) I get it. Okay. My two things um, where I, you know, felt like I was old or something. One is very simple. It's the feeling of when I didn't want to shop at Hot Topic anymore. So that for me was real. It's like I grew okay. Up- How <laughs> you should be like sixteen years old and be like, okay, I'm too old for hot topic. Ooh, Michael. No, I was shopping there much later than that. <laughs> a decade after I was sixteen years old. No, but like I grew up in a I grew up in a country that never had hot topic, right? So it's like I didn't shop at it when I was in high school. I had to shop at it when I would like go to you know Buffalo, New York in my early 20s. And yeah, I was still dressing like, you know, Blink-182's touring assistants, you know, but still point is, it's like there was a time where I went to the mall and was like, I don't, I don't feel the need to go in there. I don't want to go in there. And that's when I was like, oh, you're old. But then the second one, the second one is, and this is like no disrespect to Nev Campbell, but when I was 
a kid reading Seventeen magazine. So the year was like 1998. And there was this like two page spread about Nev Campbell turning 25. And so it was like her birthday month, or maybe it was pictures from her birthday or something. I don't know. I, I can't remember. I couldn't even find it online. I tried to find it. And I remember reading that as a kid and going, oh my God, 25 is so yeah. old. And then the day that I turned 25, literally one of the first thoughts I had was like, oh my God, I am old like Nev Campbell. And Nev some Campbell teenager, in a magazine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, some teenager thinks that I am like a mummy. I'm an ancient person. That's when I was like, I am, I'm old. A teenager definitely thinks I'm old now. But 25 is not old. No, 25 is so young. But at the time, I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm old. Decrepit. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's like not getting carded as much. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, I'm fucking old. And this happened, this is very recently. <laughs> like within weeks, I bought compression socks on Amazon. <laughs> Because my feet are always cold and I read compression socks (laughs) help with that. And so I bought some, I put them on and like suddenly Werther's Originals are filling my pockets. You know, I get a copy of AARP in the mail. I'm your grandma now, basically. Free magazines and candy. That sounds great. Alice and I are now going to briefly talk about five stories, starting with Kate Beckinsdale. She's 47. She did have a pandemic love thing with 23-year-old singer-songwriter Goody Grace. They dated for nine months, but now they're over. A source told People Magazine that it was great for Kate to have him around during quarantine, but he's young and has other priorities than her, and she gets that. So before Goody Grace, Kate was with Pete Davidson, and she was rumored to be getting it on with Machine Gun Kelly. So Kate's got a type. Young, dumb, and full full of tattoos. Young, dumb, and full of tattoos. Little Zan, don't even think of sliding into Kate's DMs. He already has. You're right. He's slid in then some. <laughs> they have a date on Friday. <laughs> a pandemic date. But it's probably for the best because... I feel like they got together in like March or April or something, right? And it would be way too weird for them around Christmas time because he's so young, you know, they'd be exchanging gifts and he'd be like, oh, wait, your gift to me is dressing up in a sexy Mrs. Claus costume. I really wanted an Xbox. Yeah, the new one, because they Mm -hmm. think there's a new one. (laughs) Um. Kay probably broke up with him, honestly, because she read that Reddit thread. Oh, uh, yeah. When you're old. And, like, she realized that whenever she does laundry and comes across BVDs with skid marks in them, they belong to her boyfriend and not her son. So that did it for her. Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton have been together since 2015, the same year that both of them broke up with their spouses. Hers was Gavin Rosdale. His was Miranda Lambert. There's been rumors about them being engaged and even married, but now they're really engaged. And they both posted a picture on Instagram announcing that she said yes to his proposal. By the way, Blake is, so he's 44. So he's one of those where I'm like, can you believe that Blake Shelton is 44 years old? (laughs) Oh, Blake Shelton. Well, a very big congratulations to Gwen and Blake on their engagement, but an even bigger congratulations to NBC 
because I think this might be the most successful thing to have ever come out of The Voice. Um, excuse you, Jennifer. Oh, that was American Idol. American Idol. <laughs> Carrie Under. Oh, uh, that was wait. American Idol. Um, Bo Bice. Oh, <laughs> the voice. But okay, so on Gwen and Blake's wedding day, and oh my god, they're going to get married in a barn, aren't they? Jesus. Okay, Absolutely. and they're oh my god, they're going to have mason jar centerpieces. Anyways, but on that day, those of us who thought that Gwen was the coolest bitch back in the day need to gather together and burn our tank top crop tops the uh, plaid pants from hot topic the ones that you used to buy when you were 25 years old (laughs) and (laughs) over losing gwen to the hillbilly side because Mm -hmm. it'd be a dark day for us we should burn that shit anyway i mean we really should but this time we'll be doing it while we like cry a little bit and we're like hey baby hey baby hey song is that oh it's a newer no doubt song oh no we're talking about tragic kingdom yeah you (laughs) tragic kingdom indeed um the tim burton is rebooting the adams family as a tv show which it was a tv show but a new tv show and deadline heard although it's not confirmed that the new version takes place in modern day and focuses on wednesday adams and what her life would be like if she lived right now since this is tim burton we're talking about i'm guessing that current day wednesday adams is going to look a lot like current day johnny depp in a dress because you know he's going to be in this Oh, for sure. I mean, obviously Johnny Depp will be involved in some capacity, but I'm going to go with you. I think it's probably going to be Wednesday Adams and not Gomez Adams because Tim Burton will remember that Gomez Adams is a loving, devoted husband and he'll be like, oh, that might be too much of a stretch. So McDonald's has a reputation for their ice cream machine always being busted, which means that if you want a McFlurry, you're Mc fucking out of luck. So a 25-year-old genius programmer named Rashik Zahid came up with a site called McBroken, and it tells you every McDonald's in America with broken with a broken ice cream machine. So a bot basically tries to order a sundae from McDonald's online, and if it can't, it reports the machine as broken. So you just go to the site, McBroken, search the area you want, and a green dot will tell you the McDonald's location that has a working ice cream machine, and the red dot will tell you the locations that has a broken ice cream machine, so don't bother. Mm -hmm. It's so ironic, because unlike the McDonald's ice cream machines, this program works. (laughs) See, it works because the machines don't work. Yeah. (laughs) The machines are often broken. (laughs) uh, D-listed writer Adam, he wrote about this on the site, Mm -hmm. and he said that he heard from a friend that sometimes the ice cream machine isn't broken, it just hasn't been cleaned, and so they just say it's broken. And like, I read the same thing in a couple of forums, Mm -hmm. and that the ice creams have self-cleaners, so, and it takes a couple of hours to clean them, so the employees will just be like, it's broken, instead of saying it needs to be cleaned, because the customer will probably like, not under totally you know, be okay with that. That's, that's really all. But I don't don't think that's true, though, because McDonald's have to close, right? Like McDonald's close, unless it's a 24 hour drive through, but who is ordering ice cream at like 230 in the morning, right? Uh, Me, (laughs) you, uh, uh, what other sad person, maybe. But um, what I'm trying to say is, they could just clean the ice cream machine at like midnight. 
So, like, if I go in at four in the afternoon and they don't have the ice cream working, that's... I'm suspicious. Yeah, you should be suspicious. (laughs) It's broken. (laughs) I want to get to the bottom of this. Uh, Drake celebrated his 34th birthday over the weekend with his family and friends, and someone shared the menu from his party, and it went viral. So he served calamari, sushi, steak frites, and grilled shrimp. Pretty standard. But the reason it went viral is because he already served, uh, because he served mac and cheese, and in that mac and cheese was sun-dried tomatoes, capers, parsley, and wait for it, Wait for it. Wait for it. I'm still waiting. Raisins. Ugh, yuck. Ew. Okay, I need to stress, Michael, because I'm sure that we're going to get an email about this. No, things don't work differently in Canada. We don't put raisins in our mac and cheese. Like, maybe we put hot dogs in it. And we put ketchup on it. Yeah, that's an American. Americans put hot dogs in their mac and cheese. You put ketchup on it? I don't, but yeah, people do. It's common. It's yeah. yeah. So we don't. That's gross. That's disgusting. But like, none of us sh- like we shouldn't be surprised because we all saw those pictures of Drake's house, and that's all the proof we need that he has no taste. But now we know he literally has no taste buds. We're now going to answer some questions from our mailbag. Thanks to everyone who took the time to send us a question. And if we didn't answer yours in this episode, we may answer in a future one. So keep sending in questions. Um, So we've got two questions from Asia. The first one's for you, Allison. Um, A few years ago in June, I went to Toronto with friends. We were walking down the street and we stumbled upon a parade or protests of about 100 nude men and women of all different ages, shapes, uh, riding bikes. It was amazing. My question, is this a yearly thing that happens in Toronto? And is being nude in public popular in Toronto? Okay, so to answer your question, Asia, that what you saw was the naked bike ride. So it's an annual thing, and it was originally started to protest like climate change and like use of oils and fossil fuels and all that stuff, right? It's because they're like, they're, we're on bikes, whatever. Uh, I can't remember how they decided to get nude, maybe just for attention, which I mean, I think they do in other cities too. Yeah. Because I think I've done a few caption contests <laughs> with pictures from nude bike rides. Yeah, I don't think we invented it. I think that it's just kind of big here. Um and it's so we have two kind of things like that so we have the naked bike ride and then we also have this thing called like the pantsless subway ride which, oh yeah they do that in new york too yeah. right yeah where like i like the naked bike ride better because it feels riskier to me like if you're gonna like rest your balls and you're like if you're gonna put your giny and your hiney on a bike then that's kind of dangerous so well you all have universal health care so you can be bold with shit like that we're good we can get like me yeah uh-uh. i'm like my deductible is too high yeah you can't ri- put myself in situations like that you can't risk paying the payments for like pinches and the ointments and all that stuff so um and also to the second part of that question is nudity a big thing in toronto um no so we have one nude beach which people go to it's fine like some people go naked some people don't um and then the other times that i've seen people naked have been like the pride parade i've you know i've seen some like butts and dongs and stuff and yeah that's 
that's yeah, pretty that's standard. standard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but otherwise, no, you're not just going to find someone like walking around with their shirt off. But I mean, to be honest, it's because we have like maybe six weeks of weather where you can be naked. And then the rest of the time, you're just going to risk frostbite. It's too cold. It's yeah, not worth freeze your clit off. Yeah, it's not it's not worth losing your penis over. Yeah. So Asia asked, also asked me a question. So she wrote, I live in New York, born and raised, and lots of my friends are now moving to L.A. I know you used to live here, so my question to you is, do you miss New York? And what was your favorite thing about living here? So I lived in New York for like 10 years. I moved back to California in 2012. Uh, but yeah, I miss a lot of things about New York, and I do miss New York. Uh, I miss being able to walk a million places, not having to drive everywhere or take an Uber. I miss all the fucked up shit on the subway. I really miss that. Um, but what I probably miss the most is being in a crowd, but not being in a crowd. Like <laughs> going outside my door, right? And there's a million people. Okay. Nobody's paying attention to me. Nobody's looking at me. So it's like I'm around a lot of people, but I'm alone. And that is, I, I just love that feeling. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I'm part of something, but yet, I'm a loner. Is this going to make sense? Yeah, is this going to be included in your book of poetry? Because that's like very poetic. Yeah, it, it will. <laughs> yeah, I'm around but people, yeah. but I'm alone. <laughs> that's what like makes New York perfect to me. And I miss the fried chicken at Pies and Thighs in Brooklyn. So those are things that I miss. Uh, so Ellen asked both of us, uh, "What did you do before delisted?" Okay. Do you want to go first, Michael? You go. Ladies first. So I should go. Thank no, you. ladies first. <laughs> also, I'm the lady. <laughs> I'm a classy lady. Um, okay, so I did, like, everything. Because I'm one of those people who, like, I went to college. But then I left college with, like, a ton of bills and, like, um, tuition and stuff like that. So I had to take whatever job I could get. Um, so I have, like, I've worked in advertising. I worked uh in a personal assistant company for mm -hmm. a couple of years i worked in uh like a computer animation office as an office oh, manager okay. mm -hmm. um i uh oh i used to do for a very brief time i did background work like i was an extra on like a canadian tv show what was the tv show uh i'm not gonna say it because it was oh. bad. You can't find it. You can't find it online. It's a TV show. I was gonna, like, that's exactly what I was going to do. No, you cannot find it. It's like one of those shows where like you won't find a single episode. Because, Michael, trust me, I've tried to find it. Okay, I've tried to take screen grabs of myself, and it doesn't exist. But um, I did that. And then when I, actually, when I got hired at Delisted, what I was doing was I was doing nails. I used to do people's nails. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I started writing. So that's what I did. But what I feel like your your previous work is much more interesting than mine. Not really. But what I did right before Delisted mm -hmm. is um, I worked for this gay sex website. And no, I wasn't selling sex. Nobody wants to buy that. But it's like Grindr, but it was a website. Mm -hmm. So it was like um, gay dudes, you know, met each other for sex on there. And it was called M for M for Sex. And later they changed it to M for M USA. But I worked for the owner. I was his assistant. Mm -hmm. So I did assistant stuff like you did, like... Um, you know, I answered his phones, I paid his bills, I booked his flights, like stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I loved it. Mm -hmm. Like I loved being, uh, I felt like Melanie Griffith 
in Working Girl, although I wasn't trying to take his job. Mm-hmm. So, But um, just as glamorous, I'm sure. Yeah, I loved walking to like my Manhattan office, you know, with a coffee mm-hmm. and a sausage, A and cheese, you know, changing out of my sneakers into my sensible heels. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what I did. And I, I loved it until deals went full time. I mean, it is kind of it is sort of fun to work in an office like that. I say that now, but like I'm sure that you and I both could like pull like 10 stories where we're like, oh, working in an office was terrible. Yeah, it's good and bad. Yeah. You take the good, you take the bad. Facts you of take life. it all. Yeah. So Colleen asks, um, have the two of you ever met in person since you live in different countries and on opposite sides of the continent? Mm-hmm. I love when I love that uh, she said in different countries. It makes it sound like we're like worlds away, but not really. We're, we're it's still pretty much the same thing. So we have we've met one time, which is crazy to me. Yeah, it was one time I was mm-hmm. going to New York and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go to Toronto and meet Allison. Mm-hmm. So I went to Toronto was like for a day mm-hmm. and uh, my brain is mush. But I remember you met me in my hotel. Yes. We walked around. Mm-hmm. We ate and drank. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I remember I was very nervous to meet you because I was like, I'm employed by you. Like, I was like, this is my boss. But... For some reason, it felt like a job interview, maybe. Really? So, yeah. So I was like very nervous because I was like, oh my God, like what? Like I've terrible, terrible anxiety and especially like social anxiety. So I, of course, went into it being like, oh my gosh, like what if he, what if he meets me and is like, oh, I've made a horrible mistake. No. <laughs> but I mean, I remember driving you around in my car and I did feel bad because I was like, my car is so small and not It was not, not small. It's not. It was a Honda Fit, Michael. It was so small. But I was just very, I was just like, oh my gosh. I was like, I hope I'm, also, I was like, okay, we'll go somewhere to eat. But I was like, I don't, in the area that we were in, I was like, oh my God, I feel terrible because I didn't really know of a good place to take you because in that area, the restaurant that I always ate at was Taco Bell. And oh my god, we totally should have went to Taco Bell. Oh, and, th- and that Taco Bell is a real experience too, the one I'm referring to. Um, so but also it's like I spend all my time indoors too. So I was like, oh dear, what can I do? What can I do with you? <laughs> I don't ever leave my house. But no, it was very fun. You're very very tall. I'll tell a listener. Oh, you're very, very tall, tall too. Yeah, we're both like we're kind. Of, we're the same height. I I'd think. say so. Yeah, we're both pretty yeah. big people. Yeah. Yeah, we're both tall people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, and it was only once, which is crazy. And I was planning. I mean, people don't necessarily care, but I was planning a trip to California before the pandemic happened, and I was like, "This is great. I'll like, you know, we'll be reunited. We'll be reunited." But no, COVID came in between that. So yeah, and I could have taken you to my local Taco Bell. So next I time, I loved it. <laughs> That ends this mailbag. And again, if you've got any kind of question for Allison or me or both, um, email your question to DTP at delisted.com. And before we go, I'd like to plug a couple of things. Mm-hmm. First, Mika, who is a very beloved delisted writer, she did an episode of the For the Girls podcast where they talked about Cindy Lauper and went track by track through Cindy's debut album, She's So Unusual. Mika tells jokes on it. She sings. She gives us some education on Cindy Lauper. That's uh, for the girls' podcast. It's the Cindy Lauper episode. Um, and Jay Harvey, 
who used to be Delisted's weekend writer and wrote for Delisted for years and is a jewel, has a new podcast called Wicked Gay. It's a true crime podcast, but it's about gay murderers and criminals. So it's gays behaving very badly, basically. Yeah, it's also not a Chris Isaac podcast. I had to check. Yeah, gays who love Chris Isaac. Yeah, because Wicked Games, Wicked Gays. I, Anyways, someone, no. sh- someone can have that idea. Yeah, it's not about that. Uh, you can listen to that wherever you listen to this podcast. It's called Wicked Game. <laughs> and that's it for us. So till next week, happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween, everyone. Ooh. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>